0: Is about the weather? Where weather is always the theme, but seldom the topic. This week, UFOs. But before we dive into that UFO and weather connection, let's talk a little bit about winter. Okay, those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, zone me out for a couple minutes. I know you're just trying to break out of your winter, those in the tropics. Well, yeah, you know you probably zone all of us out when we start talking about snow and things like that. Any case, here in the Northern Hemisphere, past couple weeks it's been winter forecast season, so Private weather companies, even NOAA here in the U.S. did their announcement yesterday, you know, warmer, colder, wetter, drier, all those sort of things. Now, for the average person, these sort of things, when you start really looking at the probabilities and whatnot, don't necessarily say a lot. Yeah, it's kind of good to have that anecdotal feel of, oh, it's supposed to be warmer this year, but as we all know, it's kind of like with tropical weather all it takes is one storm and you go wow that was a harsh winter or you know a tough winter and it could just be because that one storm broke through and, and had an impact in an area like the southeast u.s but they are useful pieces of information for you know maybe the energy and agriculture sector where they tend to try to think in these longer time frames in terms of their planning and you know what the market impact might be et cetera. But probably the bigger controversial piece, and, and again, the Weather Channel this week, who a couple of years ago started naming winter storms here in the U.S., put out their new list of, of names. And, you know, people, I, I do wonder if, if the average person goes, oh, this is, this is controversial and, you know, that sort of thing. I don't think they do. I think, you know, the average person appreciates that having a name attached to something is, is probably useful. Now, there is a good piece written by Dennis Mercero, who used to write for The Vein uh, when it was around and still does some stuff for Capital Weather Gang, and has written a book called The Extreme Weather Survivor Manual. Good good author, so I'll put a link in the show notes to this article. It kind of goes into the pros and cons. And I think overall, I get why they're doing it, and there is some precedent in other areas of the world where naming has been done. And I also get the cons, why, why people in, in our field when we always get this kind of uh, microscopic view of did you do a good forecast, did you not, how are you communicating the information, might have a problem with the naming of the storms. I think my bigger thing is it's not consistent in terms of impact to people in non-heavily populate, populated areas. It's it's weighted towards heavy population centers. And I, again, I get why they're doing that when you think about what the Weather Channel is trying to communicate. I just wish it was more Uh, generic so that it treated all people the same because I think when it comes to weather information and the importance of conveying that weather information that the guidelines could be the same because I do think that they could have the guidelines where they're not uh, biased towards population centers, yet if they want to have their coverage biased in terms of what they cover on air and covering more populated areas, I get that. I mean, that's, you know, they've got to pay their bills but that shouldn't have anything to do with why they named the storm, I guess, in my opinion. So enough about winter storms. We'll see how many we get this year, and if they make it, I you know, I want them to get through the full alphabet. They I, I had some exchange on Twitter with a person in charge of the list this year, and he said that happened in the past. I, I don't think I was here that winter. I think I was living out in the country, so I want to see what the, the next list is, and get to that many winter storms. I wish I could have them that many come through Atlanta, although if we had a full alphabet of winter storms come through Atlanta, we might be talking about a, a different climate than, than exists today. So all right, let, let's, let's dive in to uh, enough about winter talk, right? I, I know, <laughs> mid-80s, upper 80s here in Atlanta this week, I can't even talk about fall and get fall to stay. I shouldn't even be thinking about winter. So let's move on to the main story. So UFOs, right? What 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 in the world does that have to do with weather? Now, you guys who've listened to the first episode have heard me talk about you know what really brought me into weather to begin with, and of course it was weather. Oddly enough, I didn't even think about that as I was planning the topic, and I you know have an equal kind of love for science fiction, and I think if I had to think about when I got hooked, it had to be with Star Wars. Now. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back. When, you know, what year did it come out? How old was I? And all those things. But it, it it was I was young. I wasn't quite as young. And you know, I, I kind of missed when I was born was when the first Star Trek was coming out. So I kind of missed that. But when Star Wars came out, I still remember even going to stand in line in the theater that I went and stay, stood in line at to see the first Star Wars. And I was forever hooked after that. I mean, it was just you know science fiction became part of who I was, and it, and it probably led to some of my geeky, nerdy aspects of, of my personality, but my love of science fiction has grown over time. Now, I, I do prefer more of the alien-oriented science fiction, although, you know, I love a good movie like The Matrix, where it's about humanity and all, you know, are we real, are we not, so certainly I enjoy that aspect, but but I do the is-there-life-out-there kind of of story and imagining when you look up to the sky at night, you know, somewhere out there, there's a, uh, a republic and, you know, good versus evil battling it out for, for all of our sakes and somewhere, you know, in the end of all this little poor little earth is being protected by some grand guardians out there. All that said, you know, it, it was interesting. I was, I was out for a walk last fall, I think it was, and it was a very foggy night. And I had one of those, like I said, even though I love the alien thing, well, I guess this series does have the alien connection. It's the X-Files, for those of you who watched it. and I know it's had a reboot. I, you know, it's the original, still the original. And I was walking down, and there was this building being built very close to me, and for those who follow me on on you know Instagram or Twitter, you've seen me post some pictures on this, particularly on Instagram, as the cranes have finally come down and the building's done, but there it was. And I looked up, foggy skies, and all there were were these three bright lights staring down at me in the sky. And I, and I really, I, for a moment, I thought I was in a scene of the X-Files. You know, here, here the aliens were coming. They were coming to take me, and, and the lights beaming down. Now, I, I knew what it was. it was. It was the crane on this building, but literally, the fog was so heavy, you could not see the building, and you could not see the crane. All you could see was the lights coming down through the tree. It was a pretty kind of sci-fi moment, and I thought, huh, you know, weather, UFOs, is there really a connection? Now, this was before I was doing doing the podcast, but you know, I always thought it would be kind of interesting. What What's the stuff, you know, is there really a connection? It would be kind of neat to think about it. So, with this interest in, in kind of sci-fi, space alien sort of thing, and having this scene, I thought, well, you know, that's going to be a topic. As I was thinking about you know topic ideas and whatnot, and as I've started doing more photography this year with weather, I'm seeing new things. Right, I, in, I had another event in the last couple of years. I had, we had a fireworks show, and there's one very near where I'm living, and we have this great vantage point. Well, last year, not not this most recent year, there was these lights in the sky that didn't seem at all associated with weather or you know anything like that they certainly weren't the fireworks so I was like well I've got real UFOs I'm looking at now over time I figured out they were coordinated and it looked to just be drones filming and clearly clearly with drones we're gonna have an uptick in UFOs I have no doubt about that and I'm sure we're already seeing that with with these things flying around in the sky and there are other things too like just a couple nights ago I was out doing some trying to get a picture of the international space station and there was another light in the sky and it was kind of i don't know it was just a white light at first and it seemed to be kind of hovering in in space and i knew it wasn't you know like a a beacon light or anything on top of a building cuz i knew where those buildings were i was looking at it for a little bit and it seemed to kind of waver or wobble a little bit i'm like wow that's kind of unusual whatever that is now in time, it turned out that it was an airplane and it was just, that was the light I could see at a distance. And as it got closer, you could see, you know, the the greens and reds of, you know, different wings and whatnot. But it was a reminder of, you know, things in the sky and, and I, I get it. I get why they are UFO sightings and, you know, as much as I'd like to think that there are aliens out there and they're coming and visiting us, you know, it's, it's you still wonder how much of this is, Driven by weather behavior, what is the weather link? So, you know, let's let's talk about okay. So, here in the U.S., we have this infamous, you know, Roswell, New Mexico UFO sighting back in the day, and it will forever be linked to weather, not because of the weather that took place when the event happened, but because the what has been or was seen has been linked and supposedly is a weather balloon. That's what the story's been written. Now, again, I'm not going to get into government conspiracies or anything like that, or if there's a cover-up, or if the aliens are watching us today. But So that, that's where that weather connection started. However, since that time, the link to weather and UFOs has continued. And, and the links that grew have actually had to do with some interesting things. So, for instance, I've read all these stories and doing the research about cloud formations called UFO clouds. And part of it is the clouds can look, have that kind of classic disc with a dome on top, UFO shape. Okay. And most often these form as lenticular clouds. Now, for those of you who have um, watched my, the new cloud series that I kicked off, I did a intro, the, the the first one was on gravity wave clouds that form sort of like lenticular clouds. The difference is the wave is occurring in a stationary place. So you'll see them on over mountains, but they can also happen in other places where waves keep coming and they keep put bumping up these cloud layers for a lack of a better way to think about it. But particularly when they happen over mountains, they can take this kind of dome shape. And so they've been called UFO clouds, but then people start taking that and then they use it in a different way and say see this is a representation of a science experiment and then the funny thing is or it's aliens coming down from the sky the funnier thing is is this is caused actually by air motion happening pushing up not coming down from the sky so I can debunk those right away but there are other things as well whether it's it's weather modification which is a real thing and I'm going to do a topic on that someday and you know there's talk about weather modification and some things and in, in driving visualization of of UFOs as well. But but generally speaking, and, and like I said, even watching as I've started to watch sunsets in a different way or looking at the night sky and how the you know different stars show up that are planets, not stars, things like that, you start to realize, and like I said, even with that event the other night, that weather can actually cause something to look not like you would expect to. I was out the other night. It was generally a clear night. You look up to the the sky and you see the stars and the the moon was rising on the horizon and it had kind of a halo around it and you you're reminded that just because you look up and it seems clear doesn't mean on the horizon there's not clouds and sometimes a thin veil of clouds which isn't visible to your eye necessarily can cause light visual changes so there's this kind of again weather UFO link and I have no doubt that weather and weather phenomena drive the visualizations of things that our eyes can't easily explain. However, usually I think if you, you know, spend the time, you'll, you'll realize maybe what it is, maybe not. But so there, there is this weather UFO connection and it, it is a lot more than uh, just there was a weather balloon and someone saw a weather balloon sort of thing. Now... Like I said, as always, I dig in the research, and there, as you can imagine, there there's not a lot of, of research on this stuff, but there is a surprisingly large amount. And the other thing to keep in mind when you're looking at all these things is UFO doesn't necessarily mean aliens, and like I said, I talk that, and in, in, in a lot of people do, when they think UFO, they're thinking about aliens coming from the side. But UFO, there's there's a lot of things that could be considered a UFO because it really is truly just an un- un- unidentified flying object. You know, it's just something in the sky that, that you see. It doesn't have to mean aliens. And a lot of the research tries to point that out and gets into the broader topic of unexplained things people saw in the sky. And like I said, there's been a fair amount of analysis on the topic. I was I was surprised how much there was. But when looking at specifics, and that's what I was wondering, I, you know, that foggy night I was out there and, and saw those things, I started wondering is, is there an actual type of weather, right? And that's, that's where all this started is, was there a, a UFO type of weather? And what I did find is most often the reported, and, and like I said, the, there was investigation of reportings and different aspects of it. And weather was one of the things, time of day as you can imagine. There, there were a variety of things. But most often, it's when visually people see a clear sky. Like I said, that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't thin ve- layers of cloud or that the weather conditions are different in the high sky than they are on the horizon. That's part one. But part two, this guy, there's a, there was a book written about this stuff, you know, in detail. And the only phenomenon that he could not find reported with UFO sightings was rain, and I found that particularly interesting, and I, and I don't know if it's because people aren't out in the rain. You, you could argue that, that either, you know, no one's out walking around seeing things, or either you know, under an umbrella, so they're not looking up the sky. I mean, I can think of a lot of reasons that that would be the case, but in case, what it boils down to is no one seeing, he could not find evidence of a single report of a UFO in a rainy sky now does that mean that if we talk about UFOs from an alien context that they're only coming out when it's clear skies or you know what what's the thinking behind why no rain and like I said I you know I put a couple ideas out there but it was kind of an interesting sort of thing but in a day the research didn't yeah it wasn't all that conclusive I, I would say the vast majority of the sightings were in supposed clear skies now you could also argue that people are saying they want to say it's a clear sky because they want people to believe them when they see a UFO. But if, if we, you know, let's just put all this in the modern day. Let, let's assume that we're all living in 2016 and, you know, modern day side. What, what are people usually, when they, p- people see UFOs, what are some of the things they're seeing? And a lot of times it is. You know, you heard me mention these cloud things. Now, that to me is not so much a UFO as people wanting to label something it's not. I mean, you can look at this guy, and in a lot of times, a cloud is a cloud. Now, there are things when you get into um, the formation of, of what's in a cloud, is it ice versus just uh, liquid moisture and how the sun might interact with that or the moon might interact with that that can create luminescence that is not what you would expect. And it can even create, a, you, you've heard me, or, and even, again, if you fall me on the social media you've seen pictures where the sun's rays or we get this anti effect on the opposite horizon where you can get the same sort of feeling of of rays pushing up and that can happen right and it seems illogical because you know the sun's not on that side and the moon's not up yet or, or in the sky or further in the sky but it can cause these same sort of things. And it's important to keep that in mind. But I don't know, you know, you can't explain it all the way to clouds and things like that as much as I think people would like to. Certainly, like I said, drones, weather balloons. There are all these sort of things. I, I think, like I said, I think drones are going to be the bigger thing. And even, you know, we've, we've talked about the science of it. And you, you followed me do an episode on, things that mess with weather radar and there have been these other cases in a with a mexico radar of a kind of a helix or a, a cyclone looking signature coming up that they've not been able to fully explain or when the story i read the story in the Houston chronicle that they've not been able to fully explain what has caused it and of course people are going well it's it's a it's an alien it's a spaceship that's causing it well radar do pick up a lot of you know Things flying around in the sky. You know, I I think more likely given that it's a pattern that we'll find an explanation to it. But again, at this point, it's still unexplained. And I think the thing, you know, with all of us, some of us want to believe, like I said, that that there are aliens and those sort of things out there. And and some of us are more convinced of that than others. There was a, a case in Chile a couple years ago where an object was seen in the sky, and the government has investigated it, and even the government has said it does not appear to be a man-made object. That, now, that's all they said, and now the analysis that's been done has shown that there was a thermal signature on this this object that, that does have a, a little bit of a cloud look to it, although, again, the government did say it does not look to be a cloud. That That's all they confirmed. that It does not look to be a cloud, and it's You know, it's not um, a man-made object or or doesn't appear to be any sort of man-made object. But I, you know, in in investigating again, I found cases, and I've seen them before too, where jets have caused unusual clouds and rocket launches have caused unusual clouds. Not saying that's what's going on in this case, but it's a reminder that you can get these isolated visualizations that are not consistent with the broader weather at the time, and they can be caused by man-made objects. And, but it's a reminder they they don't have a good answer, and they're looking for people to explain it. Now, no one necessarily said it was some aliens coming out of the sky, and it could be that you know the Chilean government can't explain it. Well, maybe they do know what it is. I mean, you know, there's always that potential, and we always have this conspiracy theory going on with with UFOs. And again, I get why that is. But all of this end of day, I you know when when you look up to the sky, I think it's important to keep in mind that. Things that you see or think you see can often be influenced. They can either be weather events themselves or can be influenced by the weather that's going on around you, whether it's clear skies, not clear skies, differences in weather and longer distances and shorter distances. So we have and I think we'll always continue to have this rich connection between UFOs and weather. Now, all this talk aside, let's get down to reality for a moment. And as I said, you know, I was watching that plane the other night and at a distance looked like a UFO. But in time, in time, it proved out just to be a plane. And I think that my my recommendation for anybody, when when you see something in the sky, always give it time. You know, if, if you're uncertain about it, try to see if you get an answer. And, you know... A lot of times I think you'll find, in due course you'll find it, what's intriguing and what always catches people with UFO is it's something that's different to them or something they haven't experienced before. Because if you're used to seeing a certain thing in the sky and you catch a glimpse you know, out of your eye about something, you'll go, oh, well, that's just so-and-so, and, and, or your brain writes it off a certain way. So don't be afraid to let your mind kind of find the answer so that it can write it down. But you know, I realize that that's not always feasible. The other thing I think is important to keep in mind is, if aliens are really coming here, right? If they're really coming to our planet, they've got technology that dwarfs what we have. Let's be real. We're talking about just finally starting to think about putting people on another planet in our solar system. Think about how advanced our technologies become. Night vision goggles, you know seeing things in the infrared, all all these different things that we can already do. Well, trust me, if aliens are coming here, they can do these same things. So there's no benefit, particularly for them, to make themselves obviously visible. And their technology is such such probably that it also moves in ways that we can't imagine. So, you know, some of the sightings have, have tried to relay that sort of thing. And then you also get in this logic about, if aliens are here, do they want to make themselves known? And, you know, are they peaceful? Or are they here to overtake us? Well, again, if it, despite all the Hollywood images, if they're here to overtake us, they're, they're probably just going to do it. Um, they're not going to just put a, a spaceship in the sky and go, "Who? Oh, let's see if the humans see us. At least, you know, again, that's, that's my take on it. I think if you think about it logically, that's the case. But again, it all gets back to that quite often. When there's something in the sky that doesn't make sense, there's gonna be a weather connection to it. Not always, not always, but start to think about when you see these things, how could weather be involved, right? Because there's a good chance it is, and end of day, end of day, the UFO weather connection will continue, right? And and that's what's kind of cool. So look to the sky, find UFOs, see things you haven't seen before. And then look for the weather connection, because there's a good chance there is one. Now, like I said, weather to UFOs, always be connected. Your interesting tidbit of the week, actually, though, had to do with NASA coming out in 2015 and issuing issuing an increased UFO sighting warning in Mexico. And oddly enough, it did have to do with a weather balloon. They've been doing, and, and, and not just NASA, but different agencies um, in different parts of the globe have been doing these higher atmosphere weather balloon measuring devices that tend to stay in the sky longer. So you, know, we have these weather balloons that are launched every day, right? They give us information about what the vertical profile is of the atmosphere. But these new balloons are designed to stay up longer and get readings for a longer period of time. And, and like I said, if, if you catch it at the right time of day, this thing can look way up in the sky and with the right reflection of the sun is going to look like some sort of metallic object if, you, if you've if you seen a picture of these things it's going to look like some sort of metallic object in the sky that's just sort of hovering there and then if the sun changes its position it can make it look like it's vanished almost instantaneously you know sometime go you know if if you don't believe me sometime go to a place where you could see jets in the sky right and and i i have that benefit where i am in atlanta taken some pictures lately, lots of contrails and that sort of thing. But if you ever go look at them at sunset sometime, you will see that you can be looking at a plane and literally only see the contrail. And then out of nowhere, in one moment, you will see a flash because of the way the sun angle versus that plane is set up. And then almost as quickly, it's gone. So, uh, again, lots of weather connection. Not saying that that's always the case, and I'm not going to sit here and say that there's no such thing as a, a true UFO and even alien-based UFOs, because like I said, I want to believe there's such a thing. I just don't have, I guess, enough proof yet to make me make me know that that's exactly what's going on out there. So enough about USO, UFOs. Now, I was going to do... Um, I think a full series, you know, you've heard me say I'm going to do a non-aqueous range. So we're talking about actually, in some cases, those might look like UFOs coming out of the sky. We're going to do that. And I had a couple of other, we could have done a whole uh, UFO series sort of thing or unexplained object sort of series thing. But I think we'll probably break that up. And um, I am going to get to the non-aqueous weather next couple of weeks, next few weeks. Uh, I I do think that um, I may Hit on a couple of things before that one runs around. I actually, as I was even getting prepped for the show this week, I had a couple of new ideas that that might be timely. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Keep you in keep you in suspense. And of course, if you've had a weather and UFO experience that you want to share, let me know. Of course, you're going to say, "How do I do that?" Right? Well, those who've listened for a while know the ways. Those of you that are new, first of all, welcome. I've had new listeners and. I think Denmark this week was the latest country that uh, has, has come on board. But you can get me via email, What is it weather? at gmail.com. And, of course, you can go to the website and use the contact form there. Both of them, you know, they they get to me the same way. Like you can contact me via social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it's, you know, Instagram, although that's a little harder to touch base, on, on Facebook, how, however you want to get hold of me. Feel free to contact me any way that's convenient to you. If you've got something that you want to share, that would be great. Of course, you can also go to the website and get all this information, right? What is it about the weather.com? How to contact us is there. The whole RSVP thing you've heard me talk about with supporting us is there. You know, rate, share, validate, and pledge. And, you know, catch past episodes. You will see, actually if you go for this episode, you'll see a picture of that, that light feature I was talking about with the, the crane in the sky and how ufo it seemed to me at the time. But until next time, may you have safe, enjoyable, and of course, interesting weather, and interesting weather connections for that matter. Because as we know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. We're tired of hearing our uncle grovel, so please support him on Patreon dot com slash weather. This is two white super production.